Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We give you glory and honor, for there is none like you. And Father, you have risen up the hills and you have formulated the mountains. You have cut through and made the valleys so that life will take us on this journey so that we may be learnful and mindful in you and that we will be able to continue through experience to know who and what God is in our lives. God, we thank you and we humbly ask on this day that you forgive us for our sins and keep us from the evil one called Satan. Keep us from that Satan, that evil one that's destroying us. In the name of Jesus, we give thanks to you. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation, chapter 16. We're going to be dealing with these last two plagues of the vials. There were seven of them. It began with sores on men, which are the affections of the world. It came with the seed becoming like blood, the murderous spirit of bloodshed. Then it became like the fierce heat, which is tremendous lust in man. Then it became darkness, which is chaos. And today we're going to deal with the last two, which is the demonic spirits that come from darkness. And we're going to deal with the earthquake that comes after the demonic spirits. Is everybody there? Amen? Everybody all right? The book of, I want you to hold your places there because the book of Psalms 57 verse 1 says to us, Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me. For my soul trusts in thee. My soul trusts in thee. And I will make my refuge in the shadow of thy wings until this calamity passes over me. I want to clarify something here. In this world today, it's filled with calamities, chaos, trouble, problems. Right here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, in the last 10 days, there have been over seven drive-by shootings and three murders. A total of 10 incidents. That's right here in Spartanburg. In Philadelphia, downtown, where I used to live, Center City, Philadelphia, Young men and women are in the streets like over in London. Chaos has erupted. All around us, chaos is erupting in our homes. Because nobody wants to go by God's word. Nobody wants to be committed to God's word. All we want to do is play church. We don't want to be committed to God's Word. And now what's happening is, is that these spirits, these demonic spirits, are taking over the earth because of us. Because of our non-commitment to God. So the Bible says here, I'm going to preach to you today. It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call. We've been seeing this stuff on television. About hell breaking loose. And all the time, it's an undercut right here in America that's doing the same thing. Can't you see? All across this nation, they began through the Facebook, the social network, to gather these crowds together to meet at certain places so that they can erupt in chaos, like in Philadelphia. Going to be coming to a theater near you. Verse 12. The book of Revelation. Let's go to Romans 1 28 and 32 first. Romans. Romans 1 
28 through 32. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. To do the thing, those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness and fornication and wickedness and greed and maliciousness and full of envy and murder and debate and deceit and malignity, which is bad character. See, we don't know how to act. Whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, you can't even pronounce Jesus without him having a temper tantrum. Despiteful, they're proud, you can't tell them nothing, they're boasters, they're inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, children who obeyed parents, without understanding, covenant breaker, without natural affection, impeccable, which is the same as a covenant breaker, they're unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do they do the same, but they take pleasure in those that do it. In other words, we sanctioning this insanity. And the prophets of God all in the earth now, he's raising up a new group of prophets in the world to preach the word to you as is. And our ears have become so dull to the gospel of prosperity that we don't even know and understand what God's real word is no more. So now it's going to rain down on you like fire from heaven. His book. The word of the Lord says in the book of Revelation, the 16th chapter, verse 12, says, And the sixth angel, six is the number of man. So something's going to be happening here to man. And the sixth angel poured out his vial. That's, that's vial is that soul. Upon the great river Euphrates. And the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. I want you to understand that the east represents within Something is going to take place from within man that's going to allow those demonic spirits to come forth. I'm coming out of Revelation 16, verse 12. So let's get some understanding on here. Y'all know that the vile is the soul, and as we heap up wrath because of our hardness and the impenitent of our hearts, we feel this vile, and when God gives a message for, us, for, for the angels to, to empty that vile out, it's simply that which we are already holding inside of ourselves and being poured back out on the earth. Amen? Amen. So God's word says here that this vial is poured out upon the great river Euphrates. The great river Euphrates is the good and abounding river that flows into fruitfulness in your life. Did you understand that? Yes. See, there is a river where the streams thereof may glad the city of God. The Bible tells us in Psalms, I think it's Psalms, the 46th chapter. That's that river a good and abounding river that flows into the fruitfulness in our lives. See, there's a river that's running inside of us that brings forth good fruit. But when this vial that the six angel has is poured out, that good and abounding river that flows fruitfulness is going to be dried up because the waters, which are the blessings that comes from that fruitfulness, the flowing of that river, is going to be dried up. In other words, the blessings that God going to give you is going to stop flowing if we ain't living right. That's all I'm saying. That's what it's saying to you. And the waters thereof dried up. Now this is what takes place. 
when the waters dry up and the blessings in our lives stop flowing and we don't become fruitful anymore. See, what happens is now it releases the way for the kings of the east to come forth. See, there's some things inside of us that's been locked away in a cage. East is revenge. See, see, when we live in right with God, we put that king, that rulership of, that, that the earth puts on us, see, that thing is caged up. But when the river of God stops flowing in us, what happens is, is that it allows the way of the kings of the earth to come forth. In other words, those things of the world begin to rule us again. Now everything gets in the way and you're not committed to God anymore but you're committed to the world and you're committed to self. And self always can keep getting in the way to keep you from going anywhere. You ain't going nowhere with self. Self is, I tell you where you're going with self, to hell. That's where self will take you. That's where self will take you. I told you, I'm not standing in this pulpit to play with y'all people. Y'all lives are at stake. Y'all lives are at stake. And if I got to be the one that stands before God for you, then I'm going to know that I preach the word of God to you. Now, you can do what you want to do, but I'm going to clear myself. I'm going to clear myself. Because I'm going to tell you something. I just read where that Holy Spirit, and you can't tell them nothing, and they cry. Well, I just read that, didn't I? Well, the Holy Spirit checking your heart. It's already checking some folk. <laughs> I said the Holy Spirit already checking some folk. That already checked your heart. You already done got <clears throat> That's what's going to get you killed right there. Keep fooling with God like that. I told you. House of destiny, we're at a level with God where there's zero power. God will bust your head. How many heads been busted up in here? Go ahead and raise your hand. Every head in here been busted for playing with God. And it's going to keep on getting busted. Do we do right? Verse 13 says, And I saw. Three unclean spirits, like frogs, mm, come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. See, when the blessings of God and the flowing of the good and abounding river in us, when it dries up, and these kings of the east, that thing's been caged up inside you to want to take rulership over your life. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When that thing is released, watch what happens. It brings forth these three unclean spirits. They look like frogs. Now, three represents there's going to be a rise, right? Three is the resurrection. Something is being resurrected. You see, when God's river stops flowing, something else begins to get resurrected in your life. When God is flowing in you, God is resurrected. But when God dries up in a person, then the kings of the east are resurrected. And these three unclean spirits, like frogs, come out of the mouth of the dragon. Now, this word frog means that these are spirits. That word frog means to take you down. So whatever is coming forth out of you, when the blessings of God stop flowing in your mind, and them, and, and, and them kings of the east start coming forth to rule, something inside of us is released to begin to take us down. That's those three spirits like frogs. They're unclean spirits. See, how many of y'all know unclean living to take us down? So when this thing is released, notice where it's released from. Out of the mouth, watch what you say. Out of the mouth of the dragon, which is the devil, 
and out of the mouth of the beast, which is your affections, being in cahoots with the dragon, because if your affections are of the world, then you're in cahoots with the devil. The Bible says, set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. So, when you're in covenant with the devil, you're going to speak the words and the language of the devil. And tell a lie and say, put God's name on it. You know, we'll do that now. We'll do that. Church folk, we'll do that. But it also comes out of the mouth of the false prophet because everything that you inspire people to do, the word prophet means inspire. So now everything that you inspire people to do is of a false pretense. So whatever you're telling people to do now and whatever you're speaking into your own life and whatever you're speaking into other people's lives, what it is, it has a false pretense to it. It has an ulterior motive. It's surreptitious. It's not pure. Well, let's look at Revelation 12, verse 10, about that. Let's see what it's saying there. Revelation 12, verse 10. Revelation 12, verse 10, it speaks out, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, I heard a loud voice saying, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of the brethren is cast down. The accuser of the bread is cast down. Which accused before them, which accused them, the saints, before our God, both day and night. You see, that's what that dragon and that beast and that false prophet will do. It'll cause us to accuse one another. You, you understand what I'm saying? See, when we accuse one another to try to take each other down, see, we're doing the work. We're in cahoots with Satan. He's the accuser of the brethren. When we're trying to do a good work, and you go out and you talk about this work or try to down one another for trying to do this work, then you're in with the devil because you're coming up against God's ministry. And we have to be careful with that. We gotta be careful, church. I'm just not saying that nobody's doing that, but what I'm saying is we have to be careful. So verse 14 of Revelation says, For they are the spirits of the what? Devils. Revelation 16, 14. For they are the spirits of the devils, they're working miracles, uh-huh. Which go forth in, unto the kings of the what? Oh those that are in rulership, and of the whole world, and gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. That's why government can't get together. That's why rulership in the church can't get together. That's why the economy, the business people can't get together. Because you see, these spirits have gone forth, they're the spirits of the devils. They've gone forth, they're working all these miracles, and they're going forth unto the kings of the earth, and what they're doing is, in the whole world, and what they're doing is they're going to gather everybody together to do what? To battle against God. Every time you name the name of Jesus, you got war. All you gotta do is name it. And we're so silly as Christians that you know, we can't talk about Jesus on the job. So here we are again. We love money more than we do God. We don't trust God enough to stand in the faith. But this is what I do. I'm an in-your-face kind of person. Everywhere I go, and they start hollering, you can't talk about God. I, I talk about Jesus more. And I stand up. I just don't sit down. When, they, when, they try, when, when, when that minority group, you know how that minority group, it's always a minority that takes the majority down. Because the majority won't stand up. But I told a psychologist the other day, I said, I stood up and told her, I said, look, we believe in Jesus Christ. 
that stuff that you try to teach up in here, I say it's all right in this place. But you need to let us teach you some things so that you can get better and deeper at this thing that you're trying to teach people. Because what you're teaching people now ain't doing nothing hitting the surface. We're trying to go down in the spirit. We try to hit you where you don't want to be hit. Because if we can hit you through the word of God where you don't want to be hit, that means that we're going to uncover some of those secret thoughts. And you're going to have to make a check. Or you won't be able to stay under this word. Because this word will make you hate. It's pouring, that's like pouring holy water on a devil when you're under this word and you don't want to change. That's pouring holy water on a devil. You see, the devil was in the church the whole time. until, And he was up in there, and he was quiet, and he was praising God, he was reading the scriptures, he was doing everything until the real deal came through Jesus Christ. And then that man said, oh! He hollered back then. See, that's what happened when the real deal come forth. People would go to squirming. That ain't used to the real deal because, you see, that thing will hit you at a place where you don't want to be uncovered at. That's what the Word of God will do if it's preached right. See, the Word of God demands respect. The Word of God don't ask for respect. The Word of God demands respect. God's house demands respect. You don't come in God's house and do what you want to. You come in God's house and you ought to go back to your own house and do what God wants you to do instead of what you want to do. But you definitely don't come in God's house and do what you want to. No, you don't do that because God won't allow And God's men and women won't allow Because we know our We know who the brothers and sisters are in Christ. We know that. It's about the body of Christ. It is not about house of destiny. It's about God's body. We know who are of the body of Christ. And we know who those are who faith need to make. We know that too. We know. And you know, we know God knows. He's the spirit of devil. But look what they do in Psalms 2, verse 1 and 2. Look, this is what they do. This is what they want to do. Psalms 1, verse 1 and 2. This is what them devils want to do, them kings, how they want to gather everybody together. See, that's what they're doing out there in the world now. They're trying to make everybody mad at each other where they kill each other. Don't y'all know that? Don't y'all know that's what them folks doing that's in leadership? Huh? Have you figured that out yet? Mm-hmm. Have you figured that out yet? This is God's word. Verse 2, chapter 2, Psalms 2, verse 1 and 2. Are we there? He said, why? Ask the question. Why do the heathen rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. Why? It says, the kings of the earth. That is talking about them kings. The kings of the earth set themselves. And the rulers take counsel together against who? And against his what? Who's the anointed one? Us. Not only Jesus, but all of us that are in Christ. Thank you, Chairman Deacon. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. You're coming to the house of love. Respect God. Appreciate that. That's disrespect to God. They say in verse 3, let us break the bands of Sunday and cast away their cause. See, that's what they want us to do. They don't want us to worship Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But they want us to have a collective bargaining. They want it to be just one world church where we just bring in any and everything. And everybody just do whatever they want to do, see? So they want to throw the book out the door. They do. They, they want to just throw this out. They want to throw it away. And they want to bring in their own. They got a distorted mentality. Why? Because they got a reprobate mind. 
But look what verse 15 of Revelation 16, 15 says. Behold, though, here's Jesus talking now. It's in red. He said, now, I'm going to come as a thief. Y'all see? Amen. Do a thief let you know what he's done? <laughs> How many thieves do you know they announce their arrival before they get there? How many, how many thieves do you know that's going to say, I'm coming? Well, he says, here, behold now. He said, now, I want you to consider this. I come as a thief. And then he comes back after he tells you how he's going to come. See, some of us are going to be caught naked. Because, see, we don't believe this. We don't believe what, what the old folk you say. We don't believe that cow holds a hook until they hook you. But let me give you a, a good, some good advice. Cow horns will hook you. And boy, it ain't no joke when they do. But look what he tells us to do now. He's already said, now, I'm going to come as a thief. But he say, now, black is he that do what? Men ought to always watch and pray. Blessed is he that walk and keepeth his garments, which is his soul. Least he walk naked and they see his shadow. And he gathered, he are those demonic spirits. And he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, it's called Armageddon. Armageddon <coughs> is the same as Megiddo. And Megiddo means height of the message. Now these are angels that are bringing this. Angels are messengers of God. So now God is culminating. He's bringing to a height the message that he has for his people. He's bringing them to the height of it. And in order to bring them to the height of it, he's got to bring them to this place of war called Armageddon. That's the height of his message. This is where everything is going to be finally decided. See, everything he has, it's like a sore when it comes to a rise and then it reaches, starts as a bump and then it has to come to that rise and release itself. And what is it release itself? Not from the bottom, but from the what? Top. It oozes out. Well, this is insane. So now, when God brings us to that place of the height of his message, at the, at the height of it, at the top of it, right when we think that we really got this thing, right when they say peace and safety in the book of Thessalonians, they're going to be saying peace and safety. And then sudden destruction, it says, is going to come upon them. Right when they're thinking everything is all right, sudden destruction is going to come upon them. And the Bible says they're going to be like a prevailing woman. They will not be able to escape. He said, I come as a thief. So that means the sudden destruction is going to come as a thief too. You see all the signs of it. You see it all around. But you see, you think God is playing crying wolf. See, we think, so we, we mix up, put a little red riding hood, three little kids. We, we, we mix that up with what God is trying to say. See, we don't understand that the reason why God ain't knocked us off yet is because of his long suffering. But see, God got a tolerance. We don't understand that God's love brings forth a tolerance in our life from Him. He tries to give us a chance to get it together. He just don't knock us out because, you see, God knows about eternal damnation better than we do. So it behooves God to want to see all of us get saved. It behooves Him because, you see, just like He knew about that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and we didn't. In other words, he knew what it would do to us. That's why he told us to stay from it. Well, it's the same thing with eternal damnation. He knows all about that. That's why he ain't too quick to put us there. But he's got to talk. Verse 17 of Revelation 16, verse 17 says, And the seventh angel poured out his vow into the eighth. And there came a great 
voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, it is what? Done. Remember Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Last thing he said, same thing. It is done. It's done. So what we have here is what Jesus said on the cross was prophecy. What's being done here is the fulfilling of the prophecy. It is done. Now, what God is saying is that, and the seventh angel, seven is the perfection of God, the seventh angel, a perfect message of God, is poured out his vial into the air. In other words, there's this thing that's holding this stuff within us. It's going to pour itself out in our mind. The air represents the mind, what the thoughts are. The fire of the air represents our thoughts. The air represents our mind. You see, everything God put in nature, he put it there to remind us of how we were made and what we have in us and how we're supposed to be connected. The trees, we're trees of righteousness, represents our strength in God. You know, So it says here that in verse 17, And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of God. Well, we're the temple of God coming to the Bible. If you know anything about the book of Corinthians, Corinthians tells us, I think 1 Corinthians, what, 6, the 6th chapter, 6, 16 or 17, somewhere along there. Anyway, the Bible tells us in the book of, uh, of, of Corinthians that we are the temple of God. And the Spirit of the Lord dwells in us, the Spirit of God. So, whatever it is that's happening, it's coming from in here. God's Word says that when He pours this vial out, this seventh vial, it said that came a great voice. That voice means that there's going to be an utter, a violent denunciation upon the earth and upon man. So God is speaking to us in this earth. He's denouncing what we're doing. And the worse we become, the more what we call liberal we become, the worse the violent denunciation from God is going to become. You see, the... I mean, it'll tell you how twist people off. They have a thing on Sesame Street the other day. They've got a thing against Sesame Street right now. Sesame Street. They want them two little puppies. Because they saw them, they friends. They just called, the, the, the homosexuals, just because they saw them as friends, little, little friends, laying in the bed, they wanted, they done got a 5,000. Signature is talking about they want them to Sesame Street to perform a marriage of them two little puppies. And they were serious about that. Yeah, they're trying to get your children. You listen to me. They're trying to get your children, honey. They're trying to get y'all children. Y'all better watch what y'all letting them children look at instead of just trying to let the TV babysit them. You better put a monitor on that thing. Your kids will be done. I'm trying to help you. Because you're too lazy to watch them. You're going to let the, the TV. Oh, man, you just turn them over to the devil. You just talk. Remember, Abimelech, how we sacrificed the child? Daddy. See, I remember what I preached to you. Do you remember? Or do you just go home? Do you remember? When your eyes going to get over where you can see what this man is coming, what is he telling us? We're sacrificing our children to that God. But Sesame Street stood up and said, look at here. We ain't married nothing. He said, they ain't male or female. Them is puppets. That's all they are. They are little puppet characters to bring forth a message. And the message ain't about homosexuality. So you can forget that. Well, thank God for Sesame Street. Standing up. Thank God for that. So the word of the God, the Lord says that it utters a violent denunciation, this great voice in verse 17. And it comes forth from within us, the temple of the kingdom, the temple of heaven. And from the throne saying it is done. And then after this great denunciation takes place, verse 18 says, And there were voices 
that word voices there means there were some announcements being made. And thunders, the word thunders means that, 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 that they are, 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 are bringing forth these, utter, uttering these violent denunciations, you see. That's what that stands for. These announcements that are being made are announcements of utter violent denunciation upon mankind. And then he brings forth the lightnings because the word lightnings means he's going to enlighten us through this denunciation and through these announcements, he's going to enlighten us on who God or who he really is. That's the lightning it represents. It represents the enlightenment. And there was a great earthquake because after the enlightenment going to come a great earthquake means that when God, hear me good, when God truly revealed himself to us, when he truly revealed himself to us, it's going to cause a great earthquake. That word earthquake means that we're going to be greatly startled by what we see. When he shows himself up as who he is, we're going to be in big trouble. It says, this great earthquake was such as was not since men were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake and so great that this thing is going to split the city in three different divisions. Now, we'll get to that in a minute, but I want to talk about this earthquake. Such as was not since were upon the earth. So mighty of an earthquake, so mighty of a startling, so great. Let's go to Luke 21, verse 26. Luke 21, verse 26. Can you get there? Now we're talking about this earthquake, okay? We're talking about this earthquake. Now, in the book of Luke 20, 21, 26, Revelation just told us that this earthquake is going to be so great and so powerful um, that it ain't going to be like nothing ever before. And we know that the earthquake means that man is going to be startled so greatly when God shows up and presents himself as who he is. Okay? Now, verse 26 says, in the book of Luke 21, 26 says, men's hearts are going to fail them for what? Fear. Fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Did you see that where he said men's hearts are going to fail them when that earthquake comes? When, when God reveals who he really is in his wrath, I keep trying to tell you, this is why God is so long-suffering with us. It's because he knows his power is far too great for anything in the universe or the universe itself to withstand if he releases it. But when he does release it on us, we're in big trouble. Because all these things are going to be coming on the earth. And it's going to cause us to have heart attacks. We're going to be scared. It's going, to, it's going to frighten us to death. You see, right now, your little money frightens you when you get a little broke. You go crazy. Talk about the sky falling. But just wait a little while. You're going to see what a real earthquake really is. And I ain't talking about no natural earthquake. I'm talking about a spiritual earthquake where God is going to show up in us and show us who he really is. And then we're going to know. Then we're going to know. Then we won't play church no more. We'll be for real. Because that's going to come a time when God ain't going to ask you to come to church. You need to, now I want you to understand what I'm about to say here. It's real. There's going to come a time when God ain't going to ask us to come to church. The Bible says that everybody's going to come up to Jerusalem and buy worship to them. And those that don't are going to be taken out. That's what the book says. I'm just telling you what the book says. So it's letting us know right then. If we got a matter that can't be committed, they ain't going to even be committed 
when he when he sets up his throne. But he gonna have a remedy, a quick and fast. He gonna have something set up to take him out right then. Because see, it's gonna be zero power. You see, I, what I'm trying to say, people, is that grace is going to cease at some point with God. And mercy is going to cease at some point with God. Because the Word of God says in the book of Revelation that God's going to close His temple and He ain't going to hear no more prayers from man. That's the book of Revelation. That means He's going to cut us off. If you ain't in there, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. But let's go ahead on and let's read some more of what the Word of God is saying here in Luke 34 and 36. I mean, Luke 21, verse 34 and 36. Look what he said in verse 34. Talking about watching and praying. It said, And take heed to who? Yourself. Least at any time your hearts be what? Overcharged with what? Circuiting. You know what circuiting is? Just what we do all through the week. Just what we do. Circling means becoming deranged. You know what deranged is? You become crazy. Watch what happens. Become circling means becoming deranged from over excessiveness. Some of us are so over excess with our own problems until we we're deranged. We we, we don't went crazy. Rich Pratt called stir crazy. You know, a dog chases his tail long enough he'll get dizzy. He'll, he will want to. He'll get, he go right, 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 right. He'll get just plop over. That's what happened. You know, we become, we become overcharged with excessiveness, surfing and drunkenness. And look at this. This is the word now. And cares of this life. And so that that day come upon you unaware. He says, you better take heed to yourself that you don't get caught up in these cares of the world and in your drunkenness and in your serpenting. So that that day come upon you unaware. For look at verse 35. For as a snare, it shall come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. You know what a snare is? That's a trap. He says in verse 36, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. If the Son of Man came right back today, let me ask you a question. This is a personal question. You don't answer me. You answer in your heart to God. Can you stand before the Son of Man? Will you be able to stand? Are, you, are we living a lot that's committed enough to God. Are we? Are we living right? Ask, ask yourself that question in your heart to answer to God. Or if you die today, could you stand before God and say, God, I did my best. I really did. Will God accept you on that level? Revelation 16, 19. And the great city was divided into three parts when the earthquake, when God reveals himself and spoils us. The great city is the city of Babylon. It's Babylon made confusion. You know what I'm saying? It had us all confused. God's going to split that. He's going to take confusion out of the equation. That's all he's saying here. And the cities of the nations fail. In other words, the encounters that we had with the nation, with the world, is going to fall. And the great... Babylon, that's that great confusion that came with it, came up in the remembrance before God to give to her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Look out, world. God is coming. I say, look out, world. God is coming. And he ain't coming like no lamb this time. He's coming at the lion. The lion of prey, Judah. And look at verse 20, because this is what I like. It says, when, when God utters 
that violent denunciation and makes these announcements and brings forth the enlightenment of who he is in man and he startles us so greatly, look what's going to happen. Every, verse 20 says, and every island fled away. Every island is found in Psalms 19.12. You don't have to go there, but it's talking about all those secret thoughts. You know, the remote places in us that we think that we hiding from everybody else. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Everybody got some. What he said, when God show up in us, all of those secret thoughts, all of them islands, all of those of us who think that we standing on our own blessing, we're on an island to ourselves, and we're surrounded by the waters of our own blessings, he said, all oh, that's going to flee. And not only that, and the mountains were not found either because the mountain represents all of us that are in these high places of pride. He said, that's going to flee too when God show up on the scene. He's going to knock out some things. He's going to knock it out. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven. That great hail means great force of reverence is going to fall upon man. When that hail falls from heaven, what happens is, is that it's going to bring forth a great reverence in the earth to God. It's going to bring a, it's going to bring a great reverence. Now, I want you, because I'm almost finished here, I want you to go two places with me. I want you to go to Psalms 89, talking about the reverence of God. 89, verse 7. Psalms 89, verse 7. Psalms 89 verse 7 says, God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. There's got to be some fear. And to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. Okay? Say it again. The Bible says, Psalms 89 verse 7, God is greatly to be feared among in the assembly of the saints and had in reverence, respect, of all them that are about him. If you say you're about God, we need to get the respect in God. Right? You see, you know how you tell whether a person telling a lie or not? Look and see whether they lie to line up with what the words say. If we say we fear God, then we need to have reverence for God. Right? And to have reverence for God means that we need to do what God tells us to do. But you see, there's this idol called self. Y'all remember that sermon? Idol called self. How sermon? That idol called self is still in our way. And that's been over a year since I preached that message. And that idol called self we still got it in the way. And God can't get to us because of sin. That's why we can't, that's why we still living under the gun. Those of us that are living under the gun. You don't have to live this way. You don't have to do that. You gotta start planting a new seed in a new garden. Now I grant you God is not mocked whatsoever you've sown, you're gonna reap. But if you continue to sow the same sow seeds that brought you a bad heart, then you're going to keep continuing to get a bad heart. But if you stop and start sowing the right seeds in a new garden, then what will happen is, is that for a while you'll continue to get the old harvest, and then it'll change and you'll start getting the harvest from the new ground that you've been planting in. Do you understand that, church? Psalm 111, still talking about the reverence of God. Psalms 111, verse 9. The Bible said that he sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. And the Bible says, holy and reverent is his name. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. And to be held in reverence with all those that are about him. When this hell falls in Revelation, 
When the hail falls in verse 21, chapter 16, verse 21, when the hail falls, the great reverence of God, the force, the great force of reverence of God, when it falls upon man, every stone, which is every thought about the weight of a talent, and men blaspheme God. See, see what happens is, is that when, when the revelation of God comes and the reverence of God comes, then it's of the weight of a talent means that we begin to lift the Lord up. Because now we've got a revelation on who and what God is. Okay? Now, when it's lifted up, man, because of his reprobate mind, man blasphemed God. He didn't want to. He didn't want to retain. Remember in the book of Romans, God says that man did not want to retain God in their mind. So God shows up. God reveals himself to man. And instead of man coming down to the situation, what man does? Man curses God because now it's a forced reverence. It's not a reverence where he's asking us to reveal him. Now he's making us do it. And boy, man don't like it. Man don't like it. So now there's a problem. Now there's a problem. They blaspheme God, why? Because of the plague of the hell. And remember, the plague of the hell is God making them give him reverence. And they don't like that. So now they're cursing God. For the plague down wall was great, exceedingly great. See, when God forces us in to show reverence to Him, and we got that reprobate, reprobate mind, and that holy water is being thrown on us, we blaspheme. Oh man, we're going crazy. The world don't like it when you talk about Jesus. The world hates it when you talk about Jesus. You can talk about anything else, but don't you talk about Jesus. Because, you see, they don't want to retain Jesus in their mind. They don't want that. So, what do they do? They say, no, you can't speak that out here. Oh, yes, you can. Church, you need to start stepping up and speaking. Standing up for Jesus. Because those that don't stand up for Jesus are the ones that take the mark of the beast. That means we love the world. We bow down to the world, sister. God is the one who gave you the job. I ain't forcing nothing on nobody. I'm not saying go to somebody and force Jesus on nobody. But I'm saying don't be afraid to let it be known that I stand for Jesus. Now what you do, you do. But don't bring it to me. Because this is what I stand for. Now who you with? And go on about your business. That's, that's what I'm talking about when you're out there. I ain't talking about forcing anything on anybody. But I'm talking about standing up for what you believe in. Because the Bible says that let every man work out his own salvation with trembling and fear. And let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind in Jesus' name. Let's give God some praise up in here. Amen.